Hello and welcome back to the Please Be Seated Monty Python week. I'm joined once again by Robert and Alice. Um, I, I st we just want to still haven't figured out the order for you two to introduce yourselves. So Alice goes Robert, first. No. I think Robert, you introduced. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Robert. I was going to say I think Robert, you went first last week. Right. Not, sorry, yesterday. Yesterday. Um, okay. Alice, would you like to go first today? Okay. Um, see, I'm Alice. And I do some comedy, and I've been guesting on a lot of podcasts recently. So, yeah, just it's amazing to be here. Thank you for having me, Luke. And I'm Robert. I'm Robert. I'm an Aquarius. I know. Uh, my day. <laughs> and one interesting fact about you. My day job. I'm, I'm a teacher. Breaker. Um, I spend most of my time either planning recording or editing podcasts because i have five currently or is it four i don't even remember <laughs> um <laughs> you can find links to all of them on lemmingdrops.com we'll talk about that later um but one of which the room minute both luke and alice are on in the coming weeks well by the time this comes out in the past so weeks probably happened yeah if, if, if you're not bored of our voices by the end of this week then you could listen to them on the room minute mm -hmm. us continuing to drone on on random tangents yeah uh, for your for your listening pleasure that's what podcast means in latin is random tangent did you did you conjugate it or <laughs> <laughs> nice that that was good. That was it's po that was it's podcasty. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna write down a right, hundred times. I will not start another podcast. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> so we're, today we're going to be discussing what is possibly one of the most controversial films of all time, or at least was at the point mm. that it came yeah. out. I don't think I don't think anyone's fussed now. In all fairness, it, um, yeah, it might not make the list anymore, but at the time, certainly. Uh, I remember when I first saw this a couple of years ago, um, my dad gave me a double bill of this and The Passion of the Christ, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> it was sort of the agreement. I was like, I want to watch Python, and my dad was like, okay, but he wants to ensure that I remember Crucifixion for what it was. See, now I want to I take, take a scene from Passion of the Christ and dub uh, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life over it. <laughs> the interesting thing is I was watching a documentary about Monty Python and turns out it was because of the release of Passion of the Christ that they decided to release it out on DVD like they decided to do a re-release of Life of huh. Brian after Passion of the Christ came out I think two well, and people and if not for Jesus of Nazareth they wouldn't have had the sets when they made it so yeah. I think two people suffered fatal heart attacks seeing Passion of the Christ in the cinema which wow. is quite a shock. Um, I read that recently. I don't. I, mean, I'm not, I don't know what the what the source was. I can't remember, so I might be completely wrong. There was so much. Like, have, have any of you guys seen clips from the uh, the TV d televised debate about Life of Brian? No. No. It was. I think it was John. Cleese very educated on this podcast. No. Well, you had like a lot more knowledge about yesterday's film than I did. Um, so. Oh. There was a um, there was a debate between I think it was a bishop and Michael Palin and John Cleese where they're basically put on television to defend the film and their point like Ooh. I think the whole thing's on YouTube it's incredible and um, they they so clearly won but the bishop got the last word <laughs> just as they finished they said write it out and the bishop just turned to them and he said you'll get your thirty pieces of silver for this certainly. And it was just oof. nice. It's great. It's it's great though. Um, and there was a a remake of it. Well, they like uh, spoofed it on a, on a British sketch show called Not the Nine O'clock News, which stars uh, Rowan Atkinson. Where basically they were def they they were people complaining about there being a film about the life of John Cleese and how offensive it is to Python fans. Yeah. And it, that, that's that's a <laughs> really good sketch. Hmm. Anyway, so this film, um, it EMI wouldn't take it on board. Loads of people wouldn't buy it. It ended up being um, 
mostly paid for by the Beatles' George Harrison as he opened up his handmade films company. Yes. Just because he read the script and decided he'd spend all of his money just because he wanted to see it, which I think is incredible. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and so, what were either of your first experiences with this film? Um, yesterday, when I saw it for the first time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still processing. I feel like I'll have to kind of give my, my full review maybe at the end because I'm still... But it is one of those that you need some time to process what you've just watched. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was, I was, you know, I know that you had told me when we um, were, were talking about meaning of life, you know, about about this movie, and I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish, so I don't have this like Christiany background. Do I want to see some? I mean, although it would be funny, some funny Jesus movie. You know, you know, you know the Jews were the first people get. to complain about the film when it came out. Uh, because apparently, really? because apparently, huh. like they're wearing a prayer cloth or something, and in, in is incorrect costume or something, and it was the first complaint they received from this film was from the Jews, which I think is just hilarious. Because hmm. they're, they're, they're the one <laughs> well, and group the, they didn't expect. The big to noses <laughs> thing too, I think. The big noses thing was like, hmm, okay then. <laughs> and I don't know if that yeah. was it. Was probably, probably most definitely, you know. A, a slight against Jews, but not in like a hateful way, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the synopsis sounds scarier than it really, you know, quote unquote scarier than it actually is. I mean, they really, besides the birth, there's not. They were too afraid to do any, you know, Jesus and a doll or real real Jesus jokes. You know, I almost wish that they did have some, but yeah, I mean, they really sanitize that out there well basically i think they said in the interview they said in the interview that there's just nothing funny in someone who just said good things um (laughs) they need that the original idea they did have was jesus trying to book a table for 13 in a restaurant Um, (laughs) yeah they didn't want him to be like a you know 13th disciple or maybe like a alternate universe jesus i mean because they did say you know a lot of things about christianity through kind of the lens of, of, of Brian, but, um, but yeah. But uh, in the same light, in terms of him being mistaken as Jesus, it's only in the last half hour of the film that that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And that surprised me, because that's all that I remember. I wish it was it, really. more of it. Hmm. So, we've got... Um, yeah, sh- should have been, mo- been more. Oh, sorry, yeah. Robert, you didn't explain what your first experience with the film was. Uh... It's actually kind of interesting because growing up, my mother would rent like horrible movies, like horror films and things that had like sex scenes and stuff. And I'd watch them. Often she'd kick me out if there was an explicit sex scene or something. But this wasn't the kind of movie she would rent because of the subject matter. So I saw this at my sister's house when I was a teenager because she would rent things my mother wouldn't. Like I saw Basic Instinct at her house. I saw this. I saw... uh, Everything you ever wanted to know about sex, but didn't know how to ask or forgot whatever the full title of that Woody Allen movie is. And um, so, so and how, how old were you at this? So I saw point? this there. Um, fifteen, probably. I mean, still going to church, still going to private school owned by that church, but watching these kind of things at my sister's house because she didn't care. Now that sister is really conservative and gone the way my mother it, but at the time she was like the place to go to go watch weird things, and. I loved it at the time, and then as I was talking about when we did when we were talking about Holy Grail, forgot about a lot of the like political stuff that's in early in the movie. Like you're saying, he only gets mistaken for Jesus in the last half hour. That's the part you remember. You remember the crucifixion at the end. You remember the aliens showing up. It's like Home Alone. I completely with the forgot traps, about really. the it's Judean the... people's front stuff. Yeah. Um. So we open with the wise men visiting the wrong stable. Which, once again, it's one of those where, um, at first I was sort of a little bit, like, iffy from a Christian perspective. Like, I found it, you know, when you find, I found it funny, but felt bad that I found it funny, almost. And and then, (laughs) and then I had the realisation, I think I was reading some other things, that it's that scene, and the Sermon on the Mount scene, there's evidence that Brian isn't Jesus. Yeah, because people are saying, yeah. "Oh, he represents Jesus." Well, no, he doesn't. Jesus is in the film, <laughs> you know. 
and I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's actually quite an important scene there, and I I think it's sort of good that they that they don't actually touch the figure of Jesus at all in the film, really. No, we barely right. see him. Um, like Sermon on Mount, we see him, but it's really far away. You know, he's there, but. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's, the, that's the joke is yeah. he's over there. <laughs> and then we've got the incredible Brian song. Like, oh, <laughs> it's <yes. so> Love <laughs> good. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. And they, they make the Python makes the, the banal just magical. I feel like. <laughs> um, then we've got the several yeah. amount as we've discussed. Um, and I, I love that the whole the whole idea that you do start with Jesus and then sort of zoom out to someone at the back saying speak up <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. because yep. I suppose people might not have been able to hear him you know it's a it's a sort of point there and I like the whole um ah uh, you know ah uh, the meek it's nice the meek they don't get mentioned normally you know yeah because they have a hell of a time yeah. I, I I love <laughs> the way that everyone speaks like people speak now. And I think there's something so great about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they get to arguing with each other because they can't hear. And then you've got um, Brian and his mum go to a stoning. I think we discussed yesterday that it's sort of incredible to have men playing women playing men. And it's sort of done so uh-huh. well that I forget that they're blokes in the first place. <laughs> And it's not like they hide it. Because is the whole crowd men? I think so. I'm trying to remember. I think the whole crowd is is men dressed as women. Is men pretending to be women wearing fake beards. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just... Oh, I don't man. know how, in the fact that they've got like no level of makeup or costume with the biblical time, that it's so clear that the men are women, but it just is. <laughs> <laughs> It's because those really, those really bad fake mm. beards. You immediately, like, you look at them. You know that's wrong. So therefore, whatever that person is, they're not what they're pretending to be. Yeah, and then all they have to yeah. do is raise their voice a little in pitch, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, it's a woman. Okay. Um, and then you've got yes. <laughs> and then yeah. you've got um, the ex leper, which I quite like that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Well, he used to have a trade. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think I think it, yeah. was, it was one of the most controversial parts of the film was him calling Jesus a bloody do-gooder, <laughs> which was uh, yeah, which I didn't even think about when I saw it. Really, I was watching a documentary today about Life of Brian, and they commented on that being one of the most controversial lines. And I was like, I suppose it is. I just sort of put myself under some sort of you know disbelief state with Python, where it's just I don't really mind <laughs> whether whether that's the view <laughs> I should take. I don't know, but I feel like. I, I think with Python, same as I think with a lot of things, where it's, if they're, like, almost offending everyone equally, you can't take offence. And, like, even though this is... Yeah, it makes it easier. Christi- even though this is blatantly, against, you know, towards the Christians, with all of the other stuff that Python have done and everything else, it's like, they're not targeting anyone particularly. And I think that's what's important. And even in this, they're taking, they're taking the mick out of not the religion, but the followers. I think yeah. that's the important distinction. And then the various like political groups too. So it's they're using Christianity to make fun of all the other things. And then we find out that Brian's father was a Roman. <laughs> and I think that, that that's quite a I quite like that that sequence there. I can't remember much of it other than the fact that and, I enjoyed it. And one of the, one of probably the worst like most awful lines that is and like disturbingly yeah. funny at the time when he says so like it was rape he's like only at first yeah i was thinking that That's i was like the awful i was like oh hang on like this is supposed to be funny and i'm seeing <laughs> it as sort of funny but i shouldn't be and it's right. just like oh it's like you laugh and then realize what you just laughed at i'm like oh wow yeah that was oh that was horrible and wonderful and without going which is too explicit on the PG podcast. Went be- just before right. the scene ends, is she going over to do things to the room? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> to be as big, yes. I didn't notice that until this time, and I was just like, okay, that's just a. 
you know, a, 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 a sort of almost slightly subtle oddity there, which I thought was was well done. Um, but what what shocks me, and I think I've discussed this uh, before, is the fact that this film has recently just been reclassified as a 12A in England, which is basically PG-13. Um, so you can see yeah. it, you know, at a younger age with a parent. And it's just surprised me with some of the content in this film that they've managed to pass at that. The weird... That's true. Yeah, I mean, even like, is the is the nudity censored or anything? No, you no know? because it's not because like, it's natural. No, no, it's still like the same they, as they it is. Um, yeah, the nudity isn't sexual, so it's not as bad. So they cut that one. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just kind of getting back to the the stoning thing that we, cause we didn't really talk about no, that we didn't. that joke. If you said Jehovah, you said you know <laughs> you said Jehovah thing, which. I think, and I wanted—I didn't want to bring it up, you know, um, yesterday, but kind of the, the saying. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. The Knights of of Knee, and then the Jehovah Jehovah. It was just just amazing. That's all I could think about watching those two. So, what what order did you watch these two in? Is the question. I watched. Oh, what's it called? (laughs) This one. No, I watched Life of Brian yesterday, and I watched Holy Grail today. Okay. So, so was it more that the It joke reminded you of the Jehovah one, or did you remember the It one from before when you watched the Jehovah scene? Um, when I, yeah, when I, yeah, when I was, I was, yeah, I was watching Holy Grail today, and it reminded me of the Jehovah okay. scene. Yeah. I don't know how interesting the order was to everyone else, but I just, uh, right. Um. I know. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Get it, get it together. Right. <laughs> trying to remember. Um, so, what have we got any like other that? comments on the stoning scene? Because we did skim past that quite a bit. Mm. I'll take the silence no. as a no. no. That, was yeah. kind of, that was kind of the whole joke, yeah. Um, yeah. So then we've got the um, People's Front of Judea, where he meets them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's quite a good scene. And I like the... Was it the... the Judean popular front, where it's just that, that that lonely man. Um, oh yeah, where's the Judean popular front? He's yeah, over yeah. there. And it's quite progressive. The whole joke about Loretta. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like in the mean. His right as a woman. It's like in the meaning of life. The whole thing about don't want to start imposing gender roles on it, and it's just like actually this uh-huh. is still pretty relevant <laughs> yeah in the 70s they're saying this and it's a, it's a joke that now would feel progressive yeah and is that kind of maybe, maybe not maybe I didn't understand this one in Holy Grail but they're like oh that's an old woman no that's, I'm Dennis no you know <laughs> like mm. I don't know it, it seems similar to me at least it reminded yeah. me um, then we have I mean even in uh, and now for something completely different without spoiling it for you having not seen it we've yeah. got the lumberjack scene mm-hmm. I don't know if you're aware of the lumberjack or I don't not. remember but, um, I'm not aware okay. of it but now I'll, I'll keep I that in mind I won't I was say anything else because the lumberjack stands on its own <laughs> it's anyway All right. right. so then we have Brian is asked to vandalise the Romans wall and <laughs> this is such a great scene. Um, and it's, I can't remember exactly what it was corrected to and from. I meant to write it down and I didn't. It's originally it's Romanus Iunt Domus, and he changes it to Rom, Romani Ite Domum. Okay. Yes, he got all three words wrong, which is funny. <laughs> and it's just the. What's it like? What like? People say the Romans they go the house or something, isn't it? That he says it is or something. Yeah. And it's just. Um, He's like, no, you want it to be an order, so you have to use the imperative. And it's great. It it does feel like my French teacher. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I can I can vouch yeah. for that. Luckily, he doesn't tell me to write it a hundred times though. Um. Have you, have you ever seen the movie Canadian Bacon? No, I don't think so. I'm googling that. Uh, it's I in that movie. So, no. 
I believe it's uh, Michael Moore who makes documentaries. Normally, it's his only scripted like fiction film, film that he made. It's a satire, but at part of it, they're driving in Canada and they have put graffiti on their truck that says, I forget what it says, something bad about um, the, about Canadians. And they get pulled over by a by a cop and they think they're going to get a ticket. And no, he's like, in this province, you're required to put all your signs in English and French. So they have to go and add to their graffiti the same thing in French. And then he just lets them go. So do, do you think that's, uh, that's possibly like a deliberate, like... Redo Probably, yeah, but I never, I never made that connection until watching this again yesterday, and I'm like, oh, okay, or two days ago, like that. That's where that came from because it's a, it's a great joke where they they don't care that you're doing graffiti that insults them. They're worried about the grammar or the language. Mm-hmm. It's and wasn't it jo- wasn't it John Cleese too? Oh, sorry, I was just gonna yeah. say, wasn't that John John Cleese who was a Latin teacher, and so that's why they kind of. Kind of put his experiences in there, I think. Yeah. There we go. You've still got further oh, knowledge no. than I have of this. <laughs> that's, that's just, it's just what I read. IMDb is great. It's fine. <laughs> I love they, they not only let him keep doing it, they give him a deadline. <laughs> if it's not done by sunrise, the PG show, yes. they'll do something to him. <laughs> I can't remember what it was that they said. They said they'll cut his balls off, but okay. know, if you no, want that fine. in this. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, ev- everything I can edit out anyway, but I think we're... Right. We're good. I think if we're quoting the film, it's probably fine. Because <laughs> mm. we're assuming that for people to listen to this, they've probably seen the film. Or they're just right, right. Su- super fans of the three of us, uh, which is possibly the less likely yeah. scenario. Yeah. <laughs> it's at least possible, though. Um, so then we've got uh, What Have the Romans Ever Done for Us which is so good mm-hmm. I think my dad told me that when he was teaching primary movies. school history like he used to show them that scene and... <laughs> that's that's one of the good things about Monty Python especially doing something like historical setting is though they're making jokes they're also being accurate I actually spoke to a um a biblical archaeologist on the last series of Please Be Seated, mm-hmm. and he said he agrees with the thing I read before, saying that actually the Monty Python films, especially Life of Brian, are actually one of the most accurate historical films because of yeah. the costume and how like mucky they make themselves look, which other like especially biblical epics are too afraid to do. They want to make people look all you know attractive more than realistic. Which I think right, but a comedy good. has to get the background details right yeah. so they can put the comedy on it. A drama just can do whatever they want because they're about their their story. I don't know. I, I I heard it may not have been necessarily all accurate. I mean, obviously the Roman peace, or I guess Roman peace, the Pax Romana wasn't as peaceful. That well, wine no. didn't <laughs> come from their roads. Like, it was some of the things where apparently maybe not as accurate. But you could imagine someone at the time are making this argument that yeah. yes, they gave us roads and water, and, and so it, this conversation feels accurate. Yeah I, yeah, I I remember when I was trying to revise something for a history exam on the Korean War, I just rewrote this sketch about what has the Korean War ever done, and I can't remember any of it, but it, it helped me at the time. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, but there's a, I haven't talked about this, the opera that uh, Life of Brian was turned into. Um, He's not the Messiah. Oh. He's a very naughty boy. It's awful. <laughs> like I, 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 I watched ah. it. The only good song in it, I think, is "What Have the Romans Ever Done for Us." Like they, a pretty decent song out of that. But nice. they just did it as a concert. I think you can get it as a DVD um, somewhere. Um, probably kind of the UK. I don't know where it is in the in the states. And it's, it's it's not like so bad. It's good or anything like that. It's just not good. <laughs> Um, mm. Let's see if I can find it. Let's see what IMDb has got it, and whether it's just me who doesn't like it. I assume the fact that, that it hasn't made its way across the pond for you to have heard of it is probably possibly a sign of it. Yeah. Oh, it's got seven point two out of ten on IMDb. I'm just. <laughs> H- 
how many how many people rated it? Maybe the only people who like it are the ones obsessed enough to go watch it. Maybe oh. one thousand one hundred nine. I mean, I think I read about it like in in trivia, but yeah, I didn't like research further. I didn't know it was available. I knew that something would happen. At least it's at least available on the DVD in the UK, and I'm assuming that it's possibly available elsewhere. You can probably find. What is it, it called? It's called "He's not the not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy." Um, I mean, it's it's okay to have on in the background. I think it's on Amazon Prime for free. Ah, so could watch it. <laughs> anyway, I've lost my notes. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> we've got yeah, the people's front of Judea. That's what we were. Um, what the Romans ever done mm-hmm. for us? Um, they then try and terrorize the Romans. And I love how is it the Judean Kidnapping people's front? Pilots, no, it isn't. who is it? That, who is it that they meet with? The campaign for free Galilee. It's like an entirely new group. Campaign for okay. free Galilee. And they're both against the Judean people's front, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're both coming to <laughs> kidnap Pilate's wife. I, I love the fact it's like, come on, we should team up against the common enemy, the Judean people's front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like the idea that they've sort of lost the 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 idea of what they're actually doing it for and they're just more focused mm-hmm. on becoming mm-hmm. the best group which seems like it is a thing that still happens <laughs> well yeah it's all it's a setup for a great joke and uh south park used it as well in the future the otters and the atheists the atheists debate with each other about what they should call their organization organization of atheists mm-hmm. And then the otters argue about how you eat because they all eat off their bellies, and it's just they argue about the stupidest <laughs> things because they've gotten rid of religion and they're so much better now. So then uh, Brian gets yeah. put into a cell. Um, I, <laughs> I love the the guy in the cell. Yeah, he dreams of being spat upon. Oh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what there is to say of it other than just how great it is. <laughs> no, he's he's great because he's he's been in there for so long and he thinks crucifixion's great. Like nail some sense into him. It's a great line. And then we get uh, Pilot comes to see Brian, and I think it's the first time we see Pilot. And this is yeah. where we get the this is where we get the biggest dickus scene. And I think it's I think it's a it's a great scene, and we actually see Bigger Stickers later on, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is actually IMDb is stupid. Like I've just put loaded up the not the Messiah, very naughty boy IMDb page, and the several mm-hmm. things listed as more like this, none of them are Life of Brian. Oh yeah. Which is surely the the logical <laughs> one. Yeah. It seemed like it seemed like a I don't was it ruder or I don't know different uh more I guess well in a sense more adult Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I don't know why it like reminded me of that like he's thrown in jail. It's sort of oh, the yeah, same yeah. time period esque ish. Yeah. Well, give or take thousands of years. <laughs> Give or take thousands of years, but in my head, it's yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, biblically, yeah, I don't bi- know yeah, why. Yeah, I know what you mean. Not time period. That's not exactly. Everyone's accurate, dressed but... pretty much the same anyway. It's... Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really get um, But then we've got Brian runs away and he's abducted by aliens. And uh, <laughs> this is the point which I always mm-hmm. use to uh, defend life of Brian. About the big point about how it's really not to be taken seriously, you know. I'm like, yeah. there's a scene where he's abducted by yeah. aliens, and that doesn't come back at all. And I think the fact that we've got that scene means that we people shouldn't take so seriously the whole deal with it being offensive, which I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In fact, what interested me is have either of you seen the British film Whistle Down the Wind? No. No. Okay, it came out in the Heard 60s, I think. And what interests me is how this film is considered offensive, 
And yet Whistle Down the Wind is a sweet story about a group of children who find a convict in their... Um, I think they're in a farm and they find a convict in like a shed or somewhere. And when they ask what his name is, he goes, Oh, Jesus Christ. And they think he's Jesus. And that's the whole plot of the film. Is the Whoa. kids thinking this guy's Jesus when actually he's like a convict and he's got a gun and they're helping him. And it's really like sweet and it's a nice sort of family film. But it's like... Actually, what's the difference? Why is that not offensive, but this supposedly is? Apart from it being through the eyes of a child, which is the only thing I can think of. Yeah. It's a really good film if you get the chance to see it, though. It's 1961, apparently. And it's it's possibly one of my favourite films. It's brilliant. I think it's Hayley Mills, isn't it? Um, but yeah, that's... Yep. It's, it, it's, a, it's a great little film. And there, there are some really interesting biblical parallels, though. Like, there's this kid, who, like one of the kids, who's he started telling his friends that, like, he, he, he's got Jesus, like, staying in their barn or something. And one kid, like, beats him up and says, "Tell me it isn't Jesus. Tell me it isn't Jesus. Tell me it isn't Jesus." And so this kid has to deny Christ three times. And I just think that's oh. sort of like I assume that's intentional, and I just thought that was quite cleverly done but it's, 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 a, it's an interesting little film I'm always meant to write an essay comparing Life of Brian to Whistle Down the Wind and I watched both of them and took and, notes and that's didn't. that one's not a comedy right no I don't think so it's got comic elements so it's like that it's gets away with it by being kids and this gets away with it by being comedy yeah although at the time it didn't really f- seem to get away they with didn't it get away with, right yeah right but it's it's a really good film anyway I'll, I'll I'll save that for the whistle down the wind podcast that will almost certainly never happen. <laughs> right, minute by minute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm I'm sure we'll get there eventually in the grand scheme of movie by minute, but mm-hmm. like maybe not for decades. I think it's a musical somewhere. I think Andrew Lloyd Webber's turned it into a musical. Huh. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think so. But there's there's the great scene where uh, yeah. where like the convict is getting I think he's getting arrested and they ask him to like stretch his arms out and they think he's doing the crucifixion pose. And it's just oh it's such a sweet film. Apparently it's based on a book. I'm going to have to read the book at some point in my time where I should be doing other things. Right. So, Brian gets um uh, Brian has to haggle for a beard is the next scene, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. How present is haggling in American culture? <laughs> it's just a <laughs> random question yeah. to us. I mean, do you do you have I, it I'm much? Or? Not. <laughs> Not in my circles, anyway. Right. I mean, besides eBay. <laughs> no, yeah, I just all I'm remembering is when I went to, to Israel <laughs> and I was going to the markets haggling there um yeah because we don't i go to public markets here and we don't really haggle necessarily i don't think yeah i was thinking i don't yeah i'm wondering if maybe haggling is the more european thing because i mean my my parents are from from russia and so sometimes maybe like i'm trying to think of the public markets or you know what they're telling me in israel and, and when i went to italy you know, you're you're haggling a, a bit more there. I I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if that's more of a European mentality. I guess. Yeah. I think it's a difference when you're haggling, saying you know there's something wrong with it, and I'd like to buy it cheaper. But I think just haggling yeah. for the sake of haggling is just just seems a bit odd. Um, at least under mm. this 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 culture. I, th- I think at best I may have haggled for like action figures at the flea market where I wanted to get a bunch of them and so I reduced the price because I was getting more but even that was not back and forth it was like oh will you take $10 for this and he's like yeah sure (laughs) yeah or if we don't have enough or right like oh this is $4 well I have three yeah okay exactly yeah it's weird I genuinely I genuinely leave a shop like in a really happy mood if I've gone somewhere and I'm a penny short, and they 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 let me off on the penny, and I leave thinking, oh, they're really nice. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just yeah. Or it's like we've got the or even cuter though when they like like a 
penny, like you, you, it's like tip like a penny in, take a penny out, and they're like, here. You know, yeah, they have that little dish on the, the counter. Jar. Yeah, that's cute. Let's take yeah. a penny, leave it yeah. there. And I quite like, I don't know what the other thing was. Like, we've got the, like, in the past, like, year or two, they've got the whole thing about having to pay 5p for a carrier bag. Um, because apparently <laughs> you're not killing as many turtles when you pay 5p. Um, and so. <laughs> I suppose it's so people bring them back, but they're like single use anyway. They rip so easily. But um, oh, yeah. but I remember but at it's, one point it's like, to try to make people not use them, but it doesn't really work for most people. No, yeah. I think it was at one point where I, I thought I'd scanned the carrier bag through in like the the self serve checkout, and I hadn't, and I'd already gone finishing my order, and then they were like, "Oh, here, have you know?" I was like can I just buy the carrier bag on its own? And they were like, I oh, don't worry about it. And I left thinking, oh, how nice this big mainstream supermarket is. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's no, I don't think there's much haggling. I mean, I've had times where like, you know, I think I've never asked someone, could you reduce the price? But sometimes I've asked for something. I've said, oh, I can't afford that. And they've then said, oh, how about do it for this? You know, so it's... Mm, yeah. Which I think's different because in my mind I'd already ruled out buying it, <laughs> you know. And they right. try and bring it back. I had an, a thing on Saturday where a guy in a in a like a retro clothes store, but they were all it were like some event, but they were all like genuine, like nineteen forties, nineteen fifties. He was trying to give me free lederhosen. <laughs> where like. I, I, I was like, I'll go on, try some on for a joke. And I was like, okay, I'll put some on. And he was like, it's five quid for it. And I was like, I'm not going to have any scenario to wear it. And he was like, would you wear it if I gave it to you for free? And I was like, in all honesty, I don't know when I'd wear it. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of regret not, not taking yeah. free lederhosen, but I don't know when I'd use it. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm sure laughs> you put it, you write it into yeah. a short film. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So But I got a... a Doctor Who annual yeah, from 1973 for a quid, so I don't think that was too bad. Mm. Considering I've been to comic cons oh, where yeah. they charge yeah, I'm like definitely a, a person. If it's free, I'll just take it. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you need this textbook? Uh, sure, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> um. Anyway, Python, Python. Right. <laughs> Feels so long ago. <laughs> right. The people's <laughs> front of Judea hide from the Romans. And then yeah. Brian pretend. Oh, actually, no. There's quite a good scene, isn't it, in the hiding from the Romans? <laughs> I love the guy who comes back with a spoon. Yeah. I don't know why he took the spoon, yeah. but yeah. I just good work. <laughs> well, if they search um, three times, they got to come back with something. Yeah, yeah. I've just realised how I turned off my light when we started recording because it was really bright, yeah. and now it's dark outside. <laughs> Right. Um, so, then Brian pretends to be a prophet, and I think that's a great. I love when we pass through all the different prophets and just hear little bits of their prophecies. Yeah. And it's like, and there will be a time of great confusion, and no one knows where all the little things have gone. It's just. <laughs> and I think he then just starts describing like a really weird, like with the something handles or something. And it's like he's gone from being really vague to being really specific. <laughs> Yeah, a friend shall lose his friend's hammer, and the young shall not know or lie at the things possessed by their fathers that their fathers put there only just the night before, <laughs> about eight o'clock. <laughs> have uh, the birds got jobs? <laughs> what? Sorry, I completely. You, you, I lost just. Has it have the birds got jobs? <laughs> oh yeah, that was. <laughs> that was a really good bit there, and I like I like the whole thing where it's like he tries to tell the story. It was about the two brothers. Or two servants or something, mm-hmm. and it's like, what were their names? Like, oh, I don't know. And then he says what their names are, and it's like, He's oh, you said you didn't goes. know earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's one of the one of the best gags there. Then we've got um, Brian gets chased by people as he's trying to escape. Yeah, they get his gourd and his shoe. Did you Did you guys notice Spike Milligan? Yeah. No. Okay. You, is Spike Milligan known in a, in America? Is the next question. 
I've no, I've heard the name, but I have no idea who that is. In all fairness, I didn't recognize him. He was part of a group called the Goons that was about the same time as Python. And okay. basically, he just happened to be around on set at the same time as uh, they were filming uh, around the area at the same time as they were filming this film. And he just came in and did like one scene. He's the guy who, who as they're all running off, he's like, "Oh, let us pray first. And then when he sort of partway through, he just oh. walks off. And he apparently, behind, yeah. they filmed that. And then they went, they had lunch, and they came back to film his close up, and he'd gone. <laughs> so that's why they've only got the long shot one. So, assumingly, he also took the costume with him. <laughs> it's actually kind of funnier that way, though, that he says it and then just leaves. Yeah, and the fact that he leaves there, and then the fact that the actor just did leave. <laughs> I think there's something yeah. brilliant about that. Um, so then. Wait, what was his line? He's like he says. Like, After oh, they get on, the shoe, they all run away, and he stays behind. Oh, he's just standing there by himself. And he's like partway Aww. through praying, and then he just sort of notices no one's there, and he just walks off in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So then we've got um, the 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 silent man. <laughs> oh yeah. Which is. That's one thing I did remember, but I didn't remember sort of how long the sequence was. Yeah. But I think I think one of my favourite gags is when the guy does when when the blind guy. I was blind, but now I can see, and then he just falls in the hole. <laughs> yes. That's an enthusiastic response to this scene. <laughs> it's just no. I just yes. I love that was that was that was amazing. I just. God, every yeah, everything yeah. It was the, it was the same, with the, you know, she turned me into a new, and I, <laughs> I got better. It was just, I mean, it's just the same like line of humor. I love it. And then there's, I, I think there's the whole thing there where it's like only the true Messiah denies his divinity, and it's like, all right, I am the Messiah. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. <sighs> well, yeah, he's got a great response to that. It's like, how do I, like, how do I win in that? <laughs> Like only the true Messiah denies it. Like you can't respond to that in any way, and get out. So, so let, 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 let's go. Let's go family friendly here. And he tells them all to to heck off, and 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 they say, <laughs> they say how how may we heck off? And, and, and it doesn't work as well, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, no. We get we get the gist. Um, and this, then the whole sequence of them chasing him is great together i don't know the specific parts are a little weird to talk about but between the gourd and the sandal the juniper bushes like everything they think is special but then they argue about how it's special Mm -hmm. he wants them to go away how do we go away it's it's such a great dig at religious groups just like the political stuff earlier yeah arguing about little stuff when that's sort of like the sort of like the meaning of life with the catholics and protestants yeah um, then we've got Brian sleeps with Judith, mm-hmm. and we get the actual quite shocking moment of nudity at the start of that scene. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, Alice, was that something that you were aware of or expecting at all in that scene, or not really? I mean, I saw from you know from behind, but yeah, no, I wasn't expecting that. Apparently. In real life, a lot the of people, yeah, they people weren't expecting flashed, it either. We're not expecting that as well. Um, <laughs> so now, is well. do you know if the rubber band story is true? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Apparently, okay. yeah, I heard it in a in like a oh, commentary yeah. or something. I was just going to discuss the rubber. I, I I'm trying to discuss it in the in the family friendliest sense possible. There's a rubber band <laughs> somewhere, and we'll. <laughs> we'll leave the rest well, because of the he, like, because does, Brian didn't appear Jewish work? enough. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's all they need to know. If they understand, they understand. Um, then we've got uh, he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy, which I think is it's it's so iconic, but it's it's brilliant. Actually, I've got so little notes after this point where I'm wondering how much does happen and how much I was invested in the film. Well, I mean, we we see her her nudity as well a few a couple times. Is that more? 
common over there somewhere. I mean, I keep thinking of like, oh, the European movies, you know, they're fine with nudity and, you know, whatever. And so, I mean, oh my gosh, like that is a full frontal woman as well. Like that's just, wow. That's not, that's not a thing. <laughs> she, she's now a mayor in Wales, that woman, uh, huh. which is wow. an interesting fact. I don't remember where I found that out, but, but yeah, I think, I, I, I think, as it is in most mainstream films, it's more common female than male, but I've noticed mm-hmm. it's it's becoming less of a difference between the two, like in both UK and American films. I think, mm. like I think there's an increase in male nudity in films now. Huh. But I'd imagine that this was probably quite a shock in the seventies, anyway. For this movie, yeah. You definitely don't... It doesn't feel like it needs to be there. But then it's funny because it is. Because it catches you off guard right as he is. So, next is... Yes, we're all different. Which is one of my favourite gags, I think. (laughs) We're all individuals. Yes, we're all individuals. You're all different. Yes, we're all different. I'm not. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) It's so like which was an improv line. It was just a dude. He got paid. What was it? Two, not two dollars, but something. Two, I don't know, euros. Nice. I don't. I forgot what it well, said. I, I, didn't but, that, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was like, improv at all. For a speaking role, yeah, yeah. He wasn't supposed to speak, and he was like, "All right, this is my chance." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then I love when they ask when they ask his mother if it's not a personal question. <laughs> Are you a virgin? Yes. It's like what? Then we've it's got not a personal question. That Brian mm. is to be crucified. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got the actually really long scene of them calling the different names to be released. Um, mm-hmm. like I quite enjoyed that scene, and I was finding out afterwards about how like. Non, like very few of the people in the crowd spoke English, and it was really <laughs> hard to get their reactions for these scenes. Like apparently Terry Jones, who was also directing the film, he just stood up and he said, "Copy what I do," and he just started rolling around on the floor and kicking his legs up in the air and what? laughing. And then he found out afterwards that the camera wasn't on when they were all doing it. So, <laughs> so they had to do it again, and he said it wasn't as good as the first time, but it was fine enough. Um. But I think that's just a... It's it's a great and iconic scene and it does still keep your attention, but it is another one of those things where it has your attention, then it loses it, and then it has it again, I think. And, and I, I think, think if it were just that scene uncut, it probably would lose our attention, but don't they cut, cut in and out. back and forth between it and the other and the the Judean people's front, or whichever group they are and uh, how talking it's, about? And like, how it becomes important for them to then have Brian released because... It's got an R in the name, and everyone thought it was another joke. Like I quite like that. Yeah. Um, and then the PFJ come to see Brian on his cross, but they don't rescue him. <laughs> uh, and then the Judean People's Front Suicide Squad come and see Brian on the cross and kill themselves. <laughs> they they were a lot more present. Oh, has Alice just vanished? Of the Skype call. Oh. Apparently, mm. uh, apparently the um, the scene with the Judean people's uh, with the Suicide Squad. Sorry, it's not the Judean people's Suicide Squad. I've just really confused my thing. Is it? No, it is. Suicide it? Squad Judean is people. It Judean is. people's front. It is Judean yeah. people's front. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up between them all now. Right, yeah, their Suicide Squad. Apparently, Otto, the leader of them, was in the film a lot more, and he was supposed to be a Jewish Nazi, and like oh. And like it was the, the the middle like the middle ground between like him being really supportive of the Jews, but him sort of being only supportive of the Jews and wanting them to become the master race. And they just said it became <laughs> a, it, it, there's some deleted scenes, but they just said it became too much, so they just kept the bit at the end and nothing else. Um, I'll I'll better message Alice and check. <laughs> right, yeah, see if she can get back in. Oh, hey, hello. Sorry, Skype just like violently shut. Just, <laughs> it was like a record scratch. I'm like, what? At least I'm not the only one affected by it. Except it wasn't the my Skype 
shut. <laughs> it's just that everyone stopped talking. And then I just suddenly looked at my internet and it just wasn't there. So, <laughs> wow. uh, so we just discussed briefly that the um, Judy and People's Front Suicide Squad, their leader Otto, featured in deleted scenes, but they cut him out because he was a Jewish Nazi character. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we've got Judith and Brian's mum also come to see Brian and don't save mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I love Eric. I love Eric Idle's character next to him, where he just sort of, you know, he's just like, "Oh, my brother normally saves me," and just, just how ca- I actually haven't talked about the line, have we? The li- the lining to Crucifixion. That's a great scene. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, where he's like, "No freedom for me." <laughs> like, oh okay. The fact that anyone could possibly have tried that mm-hmm. is just. <laughs> And, and the fact that he still it has, back it has the same tone as the bridge of death from yeah. uh, Holy Grail where it's like you think mm-hmm. it's horrible like oh here's what's going to happen he's like nah just freedom like, they'll just let him go but I, what I quite like is the uh, it's, I think it's Terry Gilliam's character and Eric Idle's character where you've got the one with the stutter and the one who's mad and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that yeah, that would and, not. Fly and you know when they, today. you know when they come back into the room and they're all stuttering and mad, and then as soon as he leaves, it's like anyway, carry on with your story. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They're just speaking normally. Yeah. Oh, it's um, yeah, that's great. Although I feel like Eric Idle's acting was pretty good as the guy with the stutter. Like I don't, and I don't know many yeah. people with mm. that, but I, I, I was just I was watching. I was thinking actually, this is a pretty good performance. But what did confuse me about Eric Idle is that he plays two different people on the cross, I think, doesn't he? Because <laughs> he plays the I guy think so, yeah. first, and then he plays the guy who sings Bright Side of Life, and he's basically just him in two different costumes. Like, the hair's uh-huh. practically the same. I think it's just... And, of course, we've got the iconic, I'm Brian and so's my wife, uh, which I quite like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when everyone yeah. was trying to um, guess who the new Doctor was before Jodie Whittaker was cursed I saw someone tweet on yeah. Twitter I'm the new doctor and says so my wife and I thought that was nice. quite like that. oh that's fun yeah. and then of course we conclude on Always Look on the Bright Side of Life which is in the top 10 yeah. most requested songs for funerals oh but I mean I think so many people I, I approve of this not where I thought that sentence was <laughs> yeah. going not what I expected but I approve <laughs> But um, like, um, this is like the song which I think loads of people know, but not mm-hmm. so many people know it's from this. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric Idle just well, wrote isn't it, it also in, in Spam a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Eric Idle wrote this in like twenty minutes. Apparently, he just thought there should be a song, <laughs> and all the Pythons heard it and just didn't think it was that impressive. They were just like, oh, okay, we'll use that, yeah. I suppose. And then it's become pretty yeah. iconic. No, it's great. This this movie doesn't have a lot of songs in it, but like Brian and Always Look on the Bright Side of Life are great songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're brilliant. So what are your final thoughts on Monty Python's Life of Brian? I, I think watching this again yesterday and noting the political stuff and the other sat- satire parts that are subtle more, I think I might like this more than Meaning of Life now. They're, they're definitely so, on. Uh, it's... They're definitely on par with each other for me. Like I know yeah. that on the Meaning of Life podcast, I said that Meaning of Life was my favorite, but I'm not really sure because, like, Meaning of Life has some incredibly good bits, but it also has some really bad bits. Whereas this yeah. one is yeah. just sort of consistent all the way through. This, like, maybe yeah, the yeah. silent guy takes a little while, too long. They have a couple of parts that are too long, but it's still the whole movie is only what an hour and. 30 minutes or something it's 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 fine yeah and there's always something happening yeah which in a comedy is good Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah i feel like even kind of saying that i'm maybe i even want to change my rankings from beginning of the podcast because it it does have that obviously that plot that that flow um the, the the jokes seem to be better i think it's I'm reading some of the wild mass guesses here about just, you know, what could have happened. Because I wasn't even sure, you know, was he even 
killed at the end? Was he not? I don't know. I mean, it says <laughs> Brian became immortal because of his contact with the aliens. And then as a possible... That's a really interesting theory, of, actually. Yeah. So the end, of, the end of Holy Grail was actually due to a weird time porter time portal so brian slash arthur was dumped into the 70s and then he escaped <laughs> and then he does silly things when he shaves and then he becomes graham chapman so it, you know <laughs> and of course it was just a really interesting and of course graham chapman had to recover from his addiction in order to play this role the role that the python set yeah. for him, which i thought was quite mm. john cleese really wanted to play brian yeah apparently yeah. but no i don't doubt. think he would have been as good I think it would have been a very different Brian. And then we would have missed John Cleese as the Roman guard, which he is he's funny. Yeah. Um, and they're saying that maybe he was Nadius Maximus. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was. I don't know. Because I guess he, like, forced a laugh when when Brian, like, you know, called out, you know, was like, oh, yeah, that's my dad's Nadius Maximus. I don't know. Was but the Roman soldier that about... came to Brian's mum, was he Nautius Maximus? I don't think so, because I think she would have pointed it out, because they were in the room as she's talking about it. Yeah. Or maybe that's why she brought up that story then, is because, hey, your father came by, but she didn't get to get to it, because Brian freaked out. Anyway, so I think we all know what question's coming next. And that is... Mm-hmm. If you had to give this film another title, what would you call it? Since A bag of otter noses. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Since we didn't mention the other title, I want to go with one of their joke one from interviews before, Jesus Christ's yeah. Lust for Glory. <laughs> okay. Because it oversells the movie as something it isn't. Yeah. I think for a while it was called Brian of Nazareth. But yeah, it's... Yeah, the Lust for Glory thing was a joke they made when they were yeah. doing interviews for the previous film. Then they went ahead and made a movie about Jesus anyway. Well, debatably. Right. A movie that involves <laughs> Jesus. Um, and what we haven't mentioned is Holy Flying Circus. Which was, I think, a BBC movie. It might not be BBC. It's a okay quality movie which tells the story of the outraged and sometimes violent response to the life of Brian um, we satirise the life of Jesus it's it's like really interesting until I found out that the entire thing is not based on fact and it's basically an entire what if so like huh. a lot whereas like it's a shame because there's a really good story to tell in actually being the development of the film and the controversy around it but instead they went for yeah like a fictional thing, but I think like yeah. Stephen Fry's in the film at one point. Like it's <laughs> it's it's good. Like it it's like genuinely a really good film, and the guys who are playing Python actually look enough like them to to recognise who's playing who. Um, whether it's available in the states is another question. Um, I'll see if I can send some clips over or something, but you can probably find them on YouTube anyway. Um, and it's okay, but. I just thought I'd mention that that exists, and it's... Spe- speaking again of the actual controversy, uh, the one note I wrote down about that was that uh, supposedly Sweden marketed the film as the film that is so, so funny uh, yeah, so funny that it was banned in Norway. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I that's, that's... that's fantastic. And I like the idea, and I was hearing that this is just like the most British thing for them to have, for it to happen, which is the fact that... Um, like they'd banned it in so many cinemas in the UK that the Brit that several people just decided to take like group buses down to the cinemas where it was playing. <laughs> and I was reading recently of a church that did a screening of Life of Brian, and I was thinking how times have changed. Wow! That there's actually like a church cinema that was showing Life of Brian. Um, but I think it's kind of oh. cool. Anyway, so where can our listeners find you? both alice you're first today oh all right today i guess i'll be first um so you can find me on facebook alice lauren uh, and just you know message me let me know where, where you heard me 
Um, and my Twitter is Alimej, A-L-I-M-E-Z-H. And I've done a lot of really cool podcasts about movies, music, my personal life, all the kind of cool, fun stuff. So, yeah, just let me know and I'll, I'll send it to you. And you can find my links to my various podcasts and all of my guest spots on a whole bunch of other ones on lemmingdrops.com. Or find me, if you want more personal or political stuff, you can find me under my name on any social media, Robert E.G. Black. And listeners can find me on Twitter at Llama underscore Bottle Zero. They can find the podcast, Please Be Seated, on your preferred podcast platforms. Facebook, Please Be Seated. Twitter, Please Be Tweeted. And all of my other content will be available at LukeAllen.co.uk. All right, thank you both for coming on today. Thank you. We'll join you. We'll join you all tomorrow for the meaning of life. Please be seated. Is a Luke Allen podcast. For more podcasts, appearances, and short films, visit LukeAllen.co.uk. <laughs>